0: To join or not joint? That is the question. What am I talking about? I'm not talking about weed. Stay tuned for Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow for that answer. Hey everyone, welcome back to Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. I'm your host, Henry King Che, an estate planning attorney here in Mill Creek, Washington. And while this post or this video is for everybody, I may be picking on newlyweds and married couples In this subject matter and today I started off by asking the question to joint or not joint that is the question what I'm talking about is the issue of whether you should jointly own property real property whether you should jointly own your house with your spouse and other assets And when we're talking about jointly own, what happens when you jointly own a piece of property, whether it be real property or a car or any other asset? Well, what happens is that when one of the joint owners or the co-owners passes away, the, let's talk about a house, the house will go directly to the co-owner without having to go through the probate process. It'll skip that court procedure completely. And and it's going to override anything you put in a will to joint or not joint. Now, how do you know what is a good option here for you if you're a newlywed, a couple, just starting out? you just got married and you closed on a house and you're deciding on putting the title of that house in both your name and the name of your spouse. Is that a smart move? Could be. It seems natural. It seems like the thing to do, right? Now, I don't want to be critical of marriage. We all know what the statistics out there And statistics and data can be skewed for whoever's trying to make an argument and trying to reach a particular conclusion, though the data and the stats can be skewed to reach that conclusion. But the prevailing notion, or anecdotally speaking, divorce is prevalent in our society, Western society. I believe the last literature or article I read indicated that The rate of divorce is over 50% and it goes higher for second marriages and third marriages and so forth and I heard a joke that if you live especially in a community property state a no-fault state such as Washington State that there's really no point to marriage unless your spouse is the one who makes more money than you now that's not really a joke and it's it's sort of a negative take, uh, pessimistic view of marriage to say that the only good reason to get married is to marry someone who has more money than you or who's making more money than you. In the event that something goes awry with the marriage, you can capitalize. Now you're saying, hey... We're newlyweds. We're happily in love. He's the one. She's the one. Even though there are 7.5 plus billion people in the world, you found the one, right? And you're not going to have problems with your relationship. Well, here's a news story, and it's not groundbreaking news. Relationships are very difficult. And what will happen five years from today? five years from your marriage, 10 years from your marriage, 20 years from your marriage, a lot of things could happen. You just don't know. I've asked this question before. How well do you know your partner? How well do you know your spouse? Hopefully very well. But it makes sense that when you're You just got married, you just returned from your honeymoon, and you're in the honeymoon phase of your marriage. To then purchase a house, and hey, let's put it in both our names. Because I trust you, my wife, or husband, and vice versa. We trust each other. And guess what? Let's also open a joint account. And I know a lot of you may have heard about the statistics about money being sort of the root problem with a a lot of divorces. The conflict with money, not enough money, or how a particular partner spends that money, causing resentment in the other partner, or distrust between both partners about how money is being spent, and it causes a lot of conflict and breakups in marriages and relationships. Should you get a joint account, checking account, and joint savings account, or should you keep that separate? And these are questions that are going to bring up a lot of other issues. Should you do a prenuptial agreement? And it... There are no clear answers here because while you may want black and white answers, there's a lot of gray here because everybody's situation is different. And your level of trust and how well you know your partner is different. And I had a previous video about Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, Jack having two kids from a prior marriage and Jill having one child from her previous marriage. And Jack and Jill, they're divorced and they get remarried to each other. The Brady Bunch affects smaller family. Now, the children, the two on Jack's side, are adults and both doing really well financially. And Jill's daughter, not so much. She is struggling. She is struggling. Now, Jack and Jill, they purchase a home. Jack and Jill purchase a house as joint, with uh, joint ownership with the right of survivorship. So, again, as I said at the outset, that when either the husband or, the, or Jack or Jill pass away, the house will then pass to the other part, the the surviving partner, without having to go through probate. It'll bypass the will. So what's the problem there? Well, let's say, for example, and I've brought this up in the previous video, let's say Jill and Jack, actually, they both worked out an agreement that, hey, because Jill's daughter is struggling financially, that what she wants to do is have that house under the joint ownership to go to her daughter to help her out. And that is the goal. Jack agrees, and they don't know anything better. They think, okay, well, we're set. They draft up a will. They go to an attorney. Maybe that attorney doesn't even uh, advise them about what a uh, joint ownership of the house really means—that it's going to bypass anything that he or she writes in the will. And then what happens? Jill, uh, Jill gets ill and gets a terminal disease, and soon. or later then passes away, earlier than any expectation. The family was not ready for it. Jack was not ready for it. And again, remember, there was a will drafted for the house to go to Jill's daughter, Jane. We'll call her Jane. And the whole family struck with grief, Jack especially. And Jack knows that the house has to go to the daughter However, the house passes into his name and Jack, instead of having the house sold or the proceeds from the house, 50% go to the daughter, ends up either living in it or selling it and taking all the proceeds himself to take care of uh, funeral costs and other debts. And he begins to have problems financially and maybe his kids on his side from the previous marriage begin to have some problems or a new woman comes into the picture, a lot of ifs. But what ends up happening is the original intent of the parties did not occur, which was for that house to pass to the daughter. And mainly because of the operation of the joint ownership of the house. So you need to think carefully about whether you want to own property jointly with your partner, whether that makes sense for your situation, uh, for your family situation, the trust level that you have with your partner, the circumstances that you guys are in in terms of the amount of wealth and assets that you've accumulated and what you want to have accomplished. And when you talk to an attorney, let them know about everything because what you may think is going to naturally occur may not occur just simply because you didn't know, right? You have a joint ownership which will naturally pass to the partner had no idea that it's going to bypass the will and anything you put in the will about the house. The joint account, Maybe think twice about that. Maybe it makes sense for you and your partner to have the joint account. And maybe it it makes sense not to have that joint account, to have separate accounts. And maybe that's gonna solve some of the conflicts, the money conflicts that arise in many relationships. The questions of why did you spend your money there? What did you buy here? Do you understand we have bills to pay? We don't have enough money. You don't make enough money. Are you hiding money? And yes, having separate accounts causes other problems of its own, right? But really, we're talking about the level of trust and how hard are you willing to work in that relationship, in that marriage. Just tread carefully. Be careful. And with the issue of jointly owning property with another person. A prenuptial is not necessarily a bad thing. Especially if you are the one who makes more money, has saved up more money, and has more assets. And you will continue to make more money than your partner. It is not a bad thing to consider. And actually, that's a smart financial tool that you should ask a family law attorney to draft up for you and your partner. Not out of the question. Your partner should should understand that. Yes, we want to just be happy and free and, and and be in the honeymoon stage forever. But that will die out and reality will, will set in. And you have to be ready for the day in, day out of working hard in the marriage, in the relationship. So that's all this is about. Think twice about whether you want to jointly own property, real pro- property and personal property, and then make your decision accordingly. And most importantly, communicate, communicate with your partner. That's all for today. I'm your host, Henry King Che. This is Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. If you enjoy this show, please click the thumbs up, the like button, the connect, subscribe, and I'll be back with more videos. Tomorrow is Friday, so I'll have one more video for the week before the weekend. I hope everyone is having a great Thursday, October 24th, and I will see you tomorrow. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. Again, I'm your host, Henry King Che. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And until next time, live life and plan for a better tomorrow. I'll see you.